Welcome to Live a Larger Life podcast, podcast, podcast. Just thinking it's actually a show in the highest, uh, I guess the greatest version of it. I was just thinking this morning as I went on to a local radio station uh, in Scottsdale, 100.7. It's a classic rock. My search for uh some local information it's besides the point of uh what we don't have here or i guess we don't have a lot of places but anyways my uh it should be called a show live a larger life show um but if it was a show then i'd be dancing i guess and moving around and it'd be pleasing to multiple different senses besides sound um so can it be a show if you can only hear it yeah i guess it can be so welcome to the live a larger life show i hope the sound is good if this actually does work i'm at my desk in scottsdale arizona where the overnight low is 86 degrees fahrenheit i'm back from Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, uh, where I spend my summers, and my summer was fantastic. Uh, we had a great, we, my family, had a great time in Idaho. Um, yeah, people have, when I come back and mention that to them, um, Idaho does have, for good reason, um, white supremacy and Christianity and redness with regards to political sway just bent into it uh, because all the jokes, for example, at the uh, hockey dressing room the other day when I come back, you know, there's some that really did mean it to ask, you know, how it was in the summer there, but uh, there was you know, quirks and giggles. I was waiting for someone to, you know, um, just really mention, you know, anything about uh, how nice it is up there. But no, it's, I guess it's just whatever people get fed for what's happening in other areas of the country. Uh, yeah. Anyways, Idaho is uh, full of wonderful people. Um uh, a great, uh, you know, people that are actually going to let me know um, if my uh, Live a Larger Life show has good sound or not. <laughs> um, yeah, great people. Um, they're not all the same. I like that. It makes me think of, uh, you know, this, this, uh, what we've been sold, especially for today, with political division. And uh, that's what, you know, it's not what everyone hears, but what you'll hear, you know, the uh, end of democracy in America, and we have this political division. Um, it does come back to my point on that for Idaho and diversity. Um, you know, depending upon what you call diverse in percentages, no, it's not. It's not an equitable diversity, but it's it's very it's quite diverse, diverse in class, 
diverse in uh, ideologies, diverse in beliefs. Um, I like that. And it makes me think about um, Christopher Hitchens' um, video that I listened to a while back. Um, he was quite astute with politics. You know, he had a, uh, um, I guess, a, a Jefferson, Thomas Paine, Voltaire, you know, combination of, of uh, knowledge. Uh, and, you know, he, at a time in the early 2000s, answered the question on political division of it being inevitable and necessary. And I really thought hard about that. He did explain a little further, but, um, you know, who would want one party and everyone agreeing upon everything? Who would want one idea and everyone agreeing upon one idea? Um, that's what I think he meant and what I understand by having political division. It's great that we have political division. It's an awesome thing. Um, it's just that a lot of people are being sold today that political division is the end of democracy or asymmetries are the end of democracy. Um, you know, and it's the only thing that's going to get clicks and, uh, you know, it's going to get uh, attention. Anyways, I'm back in Arizona and I'm listening to. 100.7 classic rock here in Scottsdale, Arizona, 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 and I'm enjoying it. Uh, it's good stuff. Um, all right now, you know, it's good to start your morning with that. I made, uh, as I do almost every morning when I'm back in Arizona, I make my girls, uh, breakfast. Uh, and uh, yeah, I was listening to uh, those tunes. And again, it brings back to thinking that um, a dreamy scenario of live a larger life would be a radio show. Wouldn't that be awesome? I think I mentioned it before, you know, where people who are participating in physical expression can tune in and listen to my wonderful voice. And, uh, you know, and I'd interlude with some good tunes. Wouldn't that just be the ultimate? Um, in my mind, anyways, that's the that's the dreamiest version, I think, of physical expression as well as learning. You know, I would of course, you know, place some news bulletins in the broadcast. I'd spoken to Carl about this before as well. I giggle because you know we were listening to the same radio station. I was like, man, it'd be great if we had like a fitness radio station. You know, we'd go on in all the gyms and people would just turn it on. And, and I was thinking, yeah, but you know, how long would it be? You know, can we have an entire radio station dedicated to fitness radio for, you know, all hours of the day? And then what happens in the evening, you know, because fitness doesn't stop or physical expression doesn't stop. Anyways, that's where it kind of got ended. Anyways, I appreciate uh, anyone giving a, uh, a crap whatsoever of listening in to the Live a Larger Life show. Uh just a, a review of that. Um, I guess we would consider, or I would consider this, well, I've already answered that. It's not a season. It's not a season two or whatever. It's just ongoing because it's been going on for a while. I guess depending upon how you measure the medium of that information being shared. Um, 
but the goal is for me just to share um, my ideas, really, uh, and what I see happening out there. And also just to remind people of, uh, you know, the freedoms that we have, that we are born into in this country, um, that I'd like to make people aware of, of uh, eating good food and eating real food, um, physically challenging themselves every day and learning every day. Um, and those are the three pillars um, of uh, the live a larger life uh, concept and uh, show and um we don't, we have no sponsor well we do but we don't you know um as uh i can do at times uh figure out you know what it means to be a sponsor of the show um if anyone has ideas um i'm not sure you're gonna have to get a hold of me you can come and visit you know take the trek and uh, come and visit and then let me know what you think by knocking on the door and having a meeting what the what the advertising and marketing should be and uh what the ad should be for the show and i would more be more than happy to come up with a little jingle or something that i put right next to my desk here that reminds me of what the ads are for example um today's um show was brought to you by um, the Bill of Rights. Yep, that's our sponsor for today. So go out there and uh, do your reading on the Bill of Rights. Um, I have it right in front of me here, uh, ratified December 15th, 1791. That's so funny. Um, so interesting. I'm just pausing on that because 1791. Well, a couple of things to that. My daughter is uh, participating in a course in grade 11 this year uh, called U.S. History. And uh, one of the projects she did the other day was a letter that was written um, in 1782. And they discussed it and discussed what was going on during that time and et cetera. Um, I also have started, as mentioned before, if anyone uh, still going along with me in interest or just knows that I'm up for that project uh, this fall, I am going to tackle feminism. Um, not physically, <laughs> but um, I've started my uh, journey on the, I guess the starting points, I guess it could be arguable what the starting points would be of that. If you're speaking to anyone who's uh, well learned and studied within the area. Um, but uh, it brings me back again to that similar date, 1792, because that's when Mary Wollstonecraft wrote A Vindication of Women's Rights, which is the book that I'm currently reading. I'm halfway through it. Um, and it's, uh, it's challenging again, because as similar to the uh, six months, I believe it took me to get through Alexis de Tocqueville's uh, Democracy in America. I finally just finished it. Um, it's challenging based upon how they wrote text back in that time. Now, for him, I believe it was 1840-ish This it was written. But anyways, Mary's book was uh, written in 1792. Did you know a fun fact that her daughter was Mary Godwin, 
who eventually became known as Mary Shelley, who, yes, uh, wrote Frankenstein. Nice connection. Also, she had uh, partnered up with William Godwin, who was a well-known philosopher, political philosopher and anarchist at the time. Um, yeah, so I'm making my journey through that for my end of the bargain as to what I believe in for learning. Uh, I'm physically expressing, of course, uh, daily. My physical expression for the summer was um, was uh, great. Uh, I mean, it's, it's definitely different than the desert. I go from, you know, water and uh, green rolling hills uh, to the desert. And that's my kind of, um, you know, I do my physical expression as much as I, I can because I enjoy doing it in nature in both those areas. So in the summer, yeah, it was a lot of biking, a lot of hockey. Um, I guess that's not really nature, but there was a ring close by. I played hockey three times a week up there. Uh, finally got into a committed schedule with a bunch of great guys. Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. And uh, I kayaked. Um, if I was there for 70 days this summer, I kayaked 60 for sure. Um, generally three to six miles. The longest I went was six miles. Um, for those who know, I went from my place in Mill River all the way over to City Park Beach um, and then back. Um, not a lot of people around when I'm out there at 5.30, 6 in the morning, only this one slalom skier. It's awesome. Anyways, I did a lot of that. Um, I did some rock climbing at a, I have a membership now at a local gym there over the summer. Um, they got a great new project going on, which I'm going to do today, actually back here in Arizona. But my but my balance up there for those who are interested is based upon physical expression um, was hockey three times a week, kayak every morning. Um, I rock climbed once a week. Um, I lifted weights uh, probably three times a week. Uh, three of those were most times in my uh, gym that I have at my house. Um, I have a lot to work with there. Those are pretty much just uh, bending and pushing and pulling and squatting and lunging um, and some resistance around those things. Um I got to uh, jam with uh, John Burns, um, who was a former owner of CrossFit Coeur d'Alene. Um, and also did a bunch of experimenting with the Big Dogs um, online platform back in the day. We got to do a number of nasty intervals, either on this, the combination of the ergs, ski, row, and bike. Um, yeah, intervals, uh, well, philosophically, we were thinking intervals because we don't do a lot of intervals. So we, and it allows us to talk between sets and, you know, kind of carry on a conversation. We didn't do much uh, as we've done in the past, outdoor aerobic activity like mountain biking. Uh, so uh, we got to meet up and jam and do that. And uh, that was enjoyable. So that was a part of the week. Uh, let's see what else. Yeah, of course I walked, um, most times twice a day, the evenings, evening walk with, uh, Leanne and Lily maintains whether I'm in Arizona or in Coeur d'Alene, that's always enjoyable. The evening walks up there, are, uh, 
are uh, so nice. I say they're so nice it's in relation to how uh, challenging it is here. <laughs> you know, this is how challenging it is for evening walks here, uh, for safety for our dog, of course, because um, we have to wait for sunset. Um, you know, for those who who uh, don't understand it down here uh, for the heat, um, you know, it can really mess your dog up. Uh, it messes a lot of humans up, but it can mess your dog up. And so we uh, wait till sunset and sunset right now is um, like 7.15, I think. So we wait till then. And generally it's like a 40 minute, uh, sometimes can be 50 minutes, depending upon what we do, walk around the neighborhood maybe two and a half miles, I'd say, something like that. Yeah, close to that. Um, yeah. And so I did that. Uh, it was maybe three miles each time in Coeur d'Alene. That would be the slight difference. Yeah, and that was my physical expression uh, for the summer. With regards to uh, food and um, eating real food, I ate a number of uh, food that was around our house, uh, raspberries and strawberries, mainly some lettuce. Um, what else do we have there? Do we have tomatoes up there this summer? Maybe. And uh, the local eating up there uh, for, for us is fantastic. We take advantage of it because uh, the... The people we know that own some of the places there, uh, Parallel 47. Uh, one, John introduced me to Cafe Carambola. Carambola, I hope that's the same pronunciation, but only ate there once, but it was fantastic. Um, but the big kicker uh, for me up there is Fran's Bread. They have this cinnamon raisin toast that they make locally there. Holy jumpins. And so that's a that's a regular staple for me. Um, my staples for uh, nutrition up there are pretty much uh, protein and a fruit and friends bread. Um, these uh, siete wraps with protein and greens at lunch, and then generally, you know, summer-ish style evening meals. Whether it's a, you know, uh, what was it, a pork? pork dish with vegetables at parallel 47 or barbecue stuff, meat and vegetables or dishes. And uh, every now and then we partake in the summertime with the local, uh, local pizza groups. There was a uh, fired pizza. There was, uh, well, it's not, yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but another new one we tried, there was Vicino's was really good. Um, yeah, vine and olive. That was a good, great place. Yeah, yeah. And with regards to learning, man, I crushed it this summer with regards to reading. Um, I had lots of time, as I have been trying to build uh, over the past number of years opportunities for my summer to just be with uh, family and and uh, time to myself and. Uh, yeah, just time to kind of sit back, you know, put my feet up, look at the river and the madness that's going on out there in front of me, as well as uh, put some time into some dedicated reading. Yeah, and I 
think it did really good. I, uh, as I said, I finally completed Democracy in America, but I also had a number of other ones going on at the time. Um, I'm just looking over my shoulder here. Yeah, nailed a bunch out. Uh, also bought a local book there too from a gentleman named Clark Graham. Um, went to this farmer's market and him and his wife of, I think, 30 plus years, uh, they each write um, and they pump out all these novels. Um yeah, it was pretty good to meet a local author and kind of see what he's up to. Um, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, so that was the learning for the summer. That was the physical expression. And that was my nutrition uh, to just be on the back end of, you know, what live a larger life show means and, and uh, yeah, what it's all about. And I, I'm I'm pretty much doing this as a starting point to get going on. You know, I wanted to be consistent um, as a goal. I set these goals in my own brain to, you know, to have those things. But then I'm fairly flexible, you know. So as just an example, you know, I had a goal, I think, of not doing any podcasts this summer or any Live Large Life shows. Um, I tried AirPods and the sound, if anyone is listening in, was horrible. Um, I didn't know that until the, the end of the summer. And a friend had told me that uh, didn't sound. I was like, oh, geez. But it just goes to show that um, my actions do not indicate that I really want to grow um, the show. Um, and uh, so maybe I don't need to. Or maybe it just you know, um, doesn't align with what I actually want to do. And it's, uh, more or less a hobby, but again, in the end, I think it allows me just to speak, you know, talk about particular things that are uh, on my mind that are applicable to the skills that I know, and that are tied into those three things around physical expression, physical challenges, uh, eating real food, and um and learning learning and adapting and evolving you know like we've always done based upon that with regards to the schedule uh for me specifically i'm excited to be back uh speaking with uh melissa and daniel and robbie uh in order of fitness and relations fitness and youth and fitness and philosophy um I enjoy digging into multiple different topics, which with each individual, each of those individuals. And uh, we have, you know, some great ideas set up for uh, the upcoming winter. If this is August, you know, from August to May next year, when I go back to Coeur d'Alene. Um, more recently, we just completed our first fitness in youth and fitness in philosophy podcast. And today, I believe uh, Melissa and I are scheduled for our first fitness in relations episode after I climb. Yeah, the plan for physical expression back here is pretty locked in and that I'd like to remain consistent that I have been over the quite a while. I do resistance Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I do aerobic work Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. And 
what that looks like is uh, climbing on Monday. Um, I uh, go to Mountainside after hockey on Wednesday uh, to do machines and what you can do in a gym setting. And I always like uh, just looking around what's happening out there in the trenches at the Globo Gym on Wednesday. And then I hit the bag on Friday and do some resistance around that. And I play hockey Wednesday and Saturday mornings. And uh, Tuesday, I do long hikes. Thursday, I do long bike rides, generally road. Uh, Saturday, um, I walk. And Sunday, I do mountain biking. That's generally my skip. Now, I had um, tried to um, last year carry over the skill of kayaking to the local area and I just didn't bite, but um, I'm going to bite and uh, get myself a, a kayak for, um, uh, there's a regional park that's only you know, 35, 40 minutes away that I can get onto in the Salt River. And um, I'd love to have the same atmosphere where it's uh, dark and it's on sunrise and it's fairly quiet and uh, there's not a lot of wind and uh, I just get to opportunity to to um, move around out there in the water. So I may try to find a way to fit that in until, of course, my commitment to cross-country skiing is going to be maintained. Um, and the wonderful thing around that commitment for what I love to do with uh, cross-country skiing and kayaking is um, that I can't control it. This is what I have spent spoken maybe i did when i say that when i've spoken to people recently maybe i didn't so i don't know it was in my head the idea was in my head anyways the idea in my head is the wonderful thing around uh nature is that um i can't control the environment or the atmosphere that's the that's you know one of the greatest things around um moving and doing physical challenges in the outdoors is that uh you have no control over it so what i mean by that is you know is there's a couple of times that I went cross country skiing last year and um, the weather was shit, you know, or the place was closed or it was too much snow or there wasn't grooming or, you know, but I managed one time I went snowshoeing that they were able to rent me some snowshoes. Another time I just went walking around no one was around. I just walked around the, uh, the course. Another time no one was out skiing because it was so bad because the snow had just fallen and there was no grooming, but I was like, I'm going to try it. And it was challenging. Uh, so you can imagine trying to skate ski in uh, two or three inches of soft snow. It's weird, uh, but it was a good challenge. But that's the that's the idea is the, you know, is the commitment to it for myself because I'm capable of doing it, you know, and I do it for the for the sake of itself um, because I can. But I do love that true natural variation. And it's not an artificially um, you know, voluntary, you know, change in it or, you know, a change that I would imply or make, or make up, you know, um, I just like that. So anyways, I may, uh, involve that kayaking, um, into it. And I have ideas of, uh, continuing to upgrade my truck to go a little bit more. What's the word that the folks use overlanding as much as possible, I'm slowly on my way there. I've got uh, I fitted out my truck to uh, to order uh, 
a GFC tent trailer or tent tent uh, roof tent. And um, I need to first get a uh, victory four by four um, roof rack. I'd like because I wanted to. I don't need to get that before the GFC, but anyways, that's on order. And then I can, you know, uh, head out sometime in the nighttime, um, and uh, camp over, and then get up early and be right on site for any of the activities that I want to do, especially for hiking and kayaking. So I'm excited about that. But that's my physical expression that I've locked in for um, the winter. And, you know, some of the things that uh, our family has uh, decided to continue to do, like we did last year, we had a goal of uh, buying um, or involving more fish in our uh, food profile. And we did a great job of that last year. We're we're upgrading this year to... Uh, to get um, uh, a pig and a cow um, from the same farmer, Farmer John in Gia River, uh, Gia River Cattle, I think it's called. Anyways, he has uh, pigs now, and um, and he's going to be investing in getting some uh, chickens as well in the future. So we're excited about that. Um, and uh, so that's basically our. Are, you know, I prepare uh, breakfasts and uh, suppers for my family. And uh, so um, th th that's a, that's, yeah, that's, a I guess, a small change that's going to be included inside of uh, the upcoming, what do we call it, the wintertime? Yeah. Um, yeah. And thus far being back, uh, it's just some observations that are applicable to those interested in physical expression and the behavior of physical expression. Um, yeah, I don't see, I don't see more and more people, um, you know, or just the sense that I have is I don't see the interest rising in regards to the uh, public's atmosphere of physical expression. Um, just as a, you know, a, a big picture analysis or a big picture assessment, you know, as to how I see things out there. Um, you know, and I think you could see that in what takes place in the observations of the global gym. Um, and this doesn't, uh, it doesn't mean those are generalizations to what's happening ever, but it's always good insight. You know, I like, I, that's why I say I like, I'm, I'm in the fishbowl, you know, when I'm at mountainside, and I'm in the, uh, I'm out there, you know, where people are, are uh, it's not a, it's not a super high cost to be at mountainside. Just on a side note, before I get to my observations based upon that day and reflections of what I think is happening with regards to uh, movement. Um, I think I just saw this article in the Wall Street Journal the other day of um, a specific global gym had provided, if not free, then like really, really low cost or free access to a number of teenagers to get into the fitness facilities and use it. And this whole article just, you know, uh, you know, just came up with what they thought was humorous stories on what they called etiquette, you know, the etiquette police inside of, uh, inside of the, these gyms. And I just thought to myself, and maybe Daniel Young and I will cover this within 
the framing of fitness in youth because it, it is effective based upon that. But I thought, you know, <laughs> what what a sign of the times, you know, this is 2023. We're going to write articles on, you know, while, while obesity and, you know, health and, and, uh, uh, social isolation and and uh, treating these kids like shit for a couple of years and lowering their educational competencies and forcing them to wear masks, forcing them to um, take vaccinations. Um, and now we're just going to write articles about, you know, how they're going to be like on their phone sitting on a chest press machine. You know, this is, this is where we are folks, you know, 2023, this is, this is where we are. Um, anyways, it was, it's a great, uh, combination of what I mentioned from the assessment that I see when I come back into my, you know, bubble here in Scottsdale, uh, that things aren't improving. Um, if anything, we're coming up with ways to 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 uh just get in the way you know of these individuals uh, as an example these young individuals you know so why not uh you know if i was 16 and i was just trying to think of what trendy at the time that would get in the way of an adult you know if if i would want an adult to either you know confront me um you know or uh, and and kindly confrontation or educate me or maybe see how I can involve what the culture is like for me inside of that environment, you know, mesh, you know, why don't you just have a discussion? Why don't you go talk to that kid uh, who's looking at TikTok, TikTok, <laughs> TikTok on the chess press machine and uh, just have a conversation, right? Why don't you just be an adult and um, and indirectly be a role model for physical expression and conversation and community? You know, no, you know what? You instead it's going to happen. You're gonna you're gonna text someone. You're gonna stand in the corner and text someone about this about making fun of this kid who's just sitting there uh, on the chess press machine on TikTok. Yeah, that's what you're going to do. Um, shame on you. Shame on you. Yeah. So it's a it's it's an indication and a reflection of, you know, we're going to do whatever it takes to stop people from being free movers. Um, and not at the same with the same intensity on free thinking, but certainly. Uh, for free movement. And I am the antidote for that, or I want to be, um, to point out how we're basically tripping up over ourselves to, uh, to stop people from becoming free movers. We'll do whatever it takes you know, we'll do whatever it takes. We'll scare them. We'll make fun of them. Um, we'll make it costly. We'll make it seem complex. You know, um, we'll commercialize it. 
you know, we'll, we'll class it. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll do whatever it takes. Basically we'll create identity around it, you know, so you can identify as a specific kind of mover, you know, what are you a kayaker? Are you a runner? How many times do I get that? Uh, not a kayaker, by the way, um, which there actually is for those who are out there listening in who there actually is a look to those long distance uh, canoers and kayakers. Because as you know, the just like in gymnastics or American football, whatever, pick your pick your thing, you know, you're going to mesh into and, and be selected for based upon your capabilities for that. Anyways, um, you know, and I really don't give a shit when people say that, you know, um, I'm not slighted whatsoever, you know, um, but, uh, because in, as an example, in Coeur d'Alene and around the triathlon, cause there's an Ironman there, I think it's actually quite a nice compliment to be asked that, you know, even if they do or do not know a lot about it, but people still assume, you know, you're a runner. And I guess, you know, if I put on uh, a lot more muscle, um, I'd probably be, guess I'd, you know, get a slightly different questioning maybe uh, to the public's perception as to what I do for physical expression. Anyways, that's, uh, yeah, that's there. And, uh, Yes, yeah, so that's my initial, maybe it'll change over time, but that's my initial um, assessment as to how I see things uh, based upon, you know, where we are. And uh, so we're coming up on, um, you know, I think there's some uh, initial uh, political um, debates that are going to happen over the next month or so. And um, I enjoy that. I enjoy uh, listening in. I enjoy, uh, you know, I, I enjoy the whole process, you know, um, the, the, when I say enjoy, it's, it's partly entertainment, but it's partly learning, you know, like how does politics operate in 2023? Because I think about, you know, how politics operated back in, um, for example, what Hannah and I were reading in 1782, you know, politics happened differently then as to, and as opposed to, you know, 1830 with Tocqueville's uh, perspective of democracy and equality and liberty and the project that was the new world. Um, yeah, I find it uh, fascinating with the combination of what we're being uh, sold daily um, and what the media wants you to hear. And also the, the whole, I just like observing the, the strain and the challenge of all those individuals that want to get their own story for their own guy or gal out. Um, so I like being an observer to all that in America, in, in America, it's um I've said this before, I said it when I came down, I still say it, it's, you know, it, whether you like it or not, it's in the culture, you know, politics is in the culture, um, you know, and that doesn't mean that, you know, even if there is very high percentage of people that are independents, um, it doesn't mean they're agnostic to the political thing, they're still, they still know what's going on and what's happening. Um, it's hard to go through any headline 
um, or any you know online newspaper without having some form of a political conversation side of it. Anyways, what's happening over the next little while will be interesting. Um, yeah, I just, uh, you know, I'm just learning. Yeah, it's good to learn. It's good to, you know, um, I wish as an example, I had to give you an idea as to what I'm still learning about for the current political uh, state of affairs is uh, I wish I had, as an example, been, you know, inside of the political culture in the U.S. prior to Clinton's uh, presidency. And the only reason for that is, um, you know, so I could, you know, then personally evaluate uh, what was said that what was promised and then what took part in the presidency. And then now, of course, you can imagine almost 20 years later, you know, being able to, um, you know, reflect back and say, yeah, that was what promised. That's what happened. And this, you know, and then I can be an adult, really quote unquote, an adult about it to recognize, you know, what the media wants me to hear versus what is actually true, uh, to understand the interworkings of the, uh, um, the legislative versus the executive versus the judicial branches. Um, uh, to understand the quote unquote arms that come off of the, each of those areas, um, the Department of Justice and where it sits in relation to the executive branch. Um, you know, so I wish I had more in that. So I'm still learning. You know, I'm, I would say I'm 10 years in just to give a loose perspective on it uh, for my, uh, observations and knowledge and interest in politics. I I think that for my my friends, um, uh, a lot of them end up being uh, more center right or right um, for whatever that means. And um, yeah, I'm really interested in this, what I guess would be called multiple stories of this realignment that's happening. Um, and you could take multiple different examples of people and um, of political uh, speakers or just people who comment on uh, politics today, um, you know, around, around that, you know, 10, 15 year span of what, you know, used to be, you know, I guess even the even the question of uh, you know it's for someone to say a classic liberal, right? To the fact that that is out there in culture and conversation just shows you that things are changing, things are different. Um, and you know to figure out where uh, a government fits inside of a person's life. And where these, you know, public institutions fit inside life, you know, I'm interested in that. My actions would dictate it too. I, uh, I do regular meetings with um, Foundation Against uh, Intolerance and Racism, uh, FIRE, as well as uh, Center for American Institutions, um, Phoenix Committee for Foreign Relations, 
as well as uh, the school of what's it called? Economic theory and political learning, something like that. Skettle, it's called at ASU. I do regular either weekly or biweekly meetings of that throughout the wintertime here. And it keeps me abreast. I also read uh, uh, across the board multiple different newspapers. Um, yeah, because I like to see different angles and different stories. I've mentioned that before. But so at this time of year, that's kind of an important thing that's happening right now. Let's call it the uh, put, putting everyone putting all their ducks in a row. <laughs> I, I giggle because I find you know, I, I, I do find some stories entertaining and I just love like the, the storyline of people just trying to get in front and say, listen, listen to me, listen to me. You know, this is my story. This is what I plan to do. This is what I want to do to get into office. Um, and a funny one that I giggled with uh, a number of people about was Trump. Uh, flying his 757 uh, numerous times, apparently, in circles in the air over the Iowa uh, State Fairgrounds while other candidates <laughs> were down, you know, just walking amongst the crowd. Man, I, I, I again, I'll say this for the hundredth time. I'm not going to apologize that I find that funny. Um. But I do. It's it's extremely entertaining for me. But you know why I think it's extremely entertaining? It uh, the humor that it provides just rips away all of this uh, facade of of um, seriousness that's inside of politics. You know that my views on it for uh you know very 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 high percentages of them being just being show horses they're not workhorses anymore and the workhorses you don't hear about but hey you know it's it's entertainment but it does matter um just as a symmetrical note on that um reading uh you know to, to kind of go along with that storyline of you know uh just politics and having your guy or your gal you know and the and assuming these are idle you know humans you know you made your first mistake um politics is dirty and nasty and uh requires a whole bunch of machiavellian style things you know and uh reading um uh, the last name of the author is Matthew, uh, the tablet article on Barack Obama. Yeah, it's long, but it's a good read. I forget the name of it, but um, it's worthwhile. You know, these are factual things, you know, it's not a it's not a quote unquote hit piece of non-factual things. I mean, everyone is allowed to do the hit pieces, just like the New York Times is allowed to go after um, Clarence Thomas and just like the, uh, you know, Chuck Schumer is allowed to say, um, you know, uh, acts of violence along Superior Court or Supreme Court judges, uh, you know, in, in public and not get hit with it. You know, it's the same thing. You know, you're allowed to figure out these factual things 
post-presidency of Barack Obama that are just now that it's passed, you know? I enjoy all that. I do. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know where to lead in the future um, or what it'll, what it'll come to based upon that and uh, where that fits into live a larger life and why um, I'm speaking about it. Well, first of all, I don't give a shit what people think about my views based upon that. So if you think I'm beholden to anyone listening based upon what I should and should not talk about, i.e. get in your lane, uh, you can go listen to something else. Um, and then secondly, uh, it's part of learning. You know, I think it's a part of uh, if I was to extol the benefits of uh, just learning different things, what's happening in culture uh, in from my point of view, right? Because my point of view is slightly slightly different i guess than most because i i don't uh participate in uh social media um or let's say get information from that so sometimes i i could miss out on some things but i do try to find these angles inside of uh what's happening in society and how politics affects that you know um because we are in a, in a country that you know we are governed and uh, those uh, those rules of law and what's inside of the uh, scriptures of the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, you know, those are, whether we like it or not, those are important things for us to have discussions on, you know. Um, and it may not matter a lot to some people, and it may matter a lot to some people. And so that's why I'm... Um, being an apologist here for the uh, learning that's uh, involved in just taking a few more steps for everyone to asking everyone to take a few more steps with regards to where they sit in uh, politics and, and uh, how that affects them more specifically, you know, it is, it is uh, a part of the fitness landscape where I would say the, um, the person who physically expresses every day, it would be important for you to figure out, um, where politics and uh, where uh, decisions that are being made at the government level affect you, you know? And as again, you may go through that whole story and it may not really matter much, but it's good for you to know. It's good for you to know how things operate. It's uh, it's good for you to know, you know, especially the money uh, chain, you know, it's good for you to investigate uh, advocacy, advocacy groups, you know, it's good for you to understand the lobbying groups to government. It's good for you to understand the power around big agriculture. You know, it's good for you to read books like, uh, hooked, you know, by Michael Moss. Um, it's good for you to read books like, uh, the age of scientific wellness. Yeah. Salt, sugar, fat. It's, it's good for you to read these sacred cow. Um, because, in case you didn't know, those are all, you know, indirectly associated with reflections of governance and political persuasion and how decisions are made with regards to health and fitness. You know, it's good for you to uh, read a health article from the New York Times and a health article from uh, the Daily Wire. And whatever their perspectives are for health articles, you know, um, 
And if there's not a lot provided on the right side of the aisle, then you could ask the question, well, why isn't there, you know, or whatever the version is of that. Um, and again, you could be saying, well, how in the hell does that reflect? Well, you know, it, there, they do have an impact on what, you, if you like to physically express, if you, if you like, you know, not just yourself and your family, but those around you, uh, having access to real food, then, you know, knowing the land of the politics, you know, et cetera, is going to matter. Um, and, uh, learning, you know, if you like to physically express and, uh, for example, uh, you love doing it in nature and, you know, all the time when you're out exercising outdoors, all you can think is climate disaster and alarmism around, you know, diesel trucks. Um, maybe you need to, uh, read, uh, fossil future or Bjorn Lomborg's, uh, you know, I guess existential crisis alarmism concepts of uh, the climate science. Um, you know, maybe you need to read a little bit more. So then you can have a, you know, a deeper understanding of it. That's what I mean by, you know, uh, what did Andrew Breitbart say? Uh, politics is downstream from culture. Yeah. And inside a culture, uh, that's where we do physical expression and where we have conversations around what's happening with regards to how to be as healthy, as fit as possible. So it does have a part to play in it, you know, now how that gets expressed and, um, and, uh, uh, what you want to do about it further more than just from what you think. Well, that, that's up to you. And we have every right to, uh, as Americans to speak about that. And, uh, I have every right in, uh, the first amendment to hear you speak about it. You know, so there's two aspects to the freedoms that are inside of the first amendment. Um, it's not just for you to say what you wish based upon, for example, your political thoughts, you know, um, and as to how it affects me for physical expression, eating real food and learning every day. But I have the right uh, to listen to you. You know, um, yeah, so it's August and I think, you know, coming on, I think it's the end of August, maybe it starts happening. But if you're in America uh, right now, it's a uh, it's a joyous time for this. Uh, it's a long it's a long stretch. You know, I'm not sure if anyone else thinks about that, but um, and I'm sure it probably deters people actually from being a part of it, but it almost feels like we just got through, you know, all the storyline around the midterm elections in 2022. And now we're so far away from November 2024 and January 2025 when we would hope some, oh, well, I would hope some, uh, able-bodied, able-minded individual uh, steps into the role as a president. Um, you know, we, we're a long ways from that. So it just makes me think, uh, as I was mentioning, maybe it deters people from actually listening in um, as to what goes on because it's just it just seems like it's it's nonstop possibly depending upon what you listen to, you know. As an example, if you read uh, New York Times and um, you only get through the first, let's say, five 
big articles on your on your phone if you're an online subscriber like I am, um, you would think that um, you would never know that Joe Biden was president. You know, you'd think that Trump was like still, you know, inside of politics, you know, 100%. And of course, you would know that there was another president, but you get my point is, you know, you're not going to you're not going to read. Well, you're going to read about that in Ukraine pretty much. Um, but uh, there's not much else, you know, it's Trump or Ukraine. Um, you know, in the odd time, there'll be some conversation on the economy, uh, which is why I also have a. I, uh, I'm trying to learn more about uh, that uh, with my Wall Street Journal um, online membership as well, or subscription. <laughs> um, and I get some good. I, I like the uh, like the balance between the articles versus the opinions, and uh, and then the odd time I'll get a uh, Washington Post. Um, you can get these. Uh, free articles basically um just kind of get multiple different angles from different groups you know anyways if you were to uh you know depending upon what you listen to or what you watch you're gonna think you know just like you know i find an interesting story i had with my um mother-in-law um kind of an adult-based conversation of the political, let's call it energy, that's inside of Florida from someone who lives there six months of the year. And, I mean, you could just tell within a couple of uh, seconds, you know, what uh, she listens to or where she gets information because uh, she would just, you know, throw out, she threw out these, you know, uh, you know, it sounds like it sounds like basically Don Lemon, you know, talking points based upon Governor Governor DeSantis, you know, and um, uh, you know, I never have to clear my throat for either side, um, but uh, you could just tell that she never really did more than just listen to CNN and their perspective on, you know, uh, you know, what were the what were the uh, things. Uh, um, don't say gay bill um you know fight against disney and uh going against you know corporations of the government the hand of law going against corporations um you know cost of living um i don't know something like that but it you know it, and just throwing those out and i was like mm, geez you know it just goes to show that uh You've got to, you've got to listen into both sides, uh, in order to come up with, and you got to also talk to people who are in Florida, who would say something differently, you know, based upon that. Anyways, my whole point being is that, again, it's just a, a good example of, you know, uh, really digging in and having, uh, doing a little bit more reading, you know based upon what those things mean and don't ju don't just take it for granted that what you know someone's going to tell you on a news 
uh, station for 10 minutes about some particular things that this government leader is doing, uh, do a little bit more. Yeah, do a little bit more. Don't just take for granted as to what you heard there and then carry it over uh, to talking to your friends about it, you know? And, uh, you know, that should be, that should fit in to, in my opinion, this is, you know, me trying to be quote unquote, an adult or acting, I guess, like a parent based upon it, but it should be inside of everyone's protocol of learning of, uh, you know, their day-to-day -day practices, um, and how they, uh, how they carry themselves in society. Anyways, just a constant reminder that uh, on the third arm of what we believe in or what Live a Larger Life show believes in, in you know, physical challenges every day, eating real food and learning and adapting, inside of that learning and adapting is trying to figure out, you know, the the government that we're a part of, the 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 union that we're in, the uh Democratic Republic under constitutional um, ideas, you know, it's good for you to know that and then reflect that back on what the, how that matters to you, how that matters to you for building a family, how that matters to you for sourcing your food, how that matters to you for, um, you know, going on a hunting trip, you know, um, I just say it on the back end of, uh, supporting uh my friend who is trying to uh gather enough signatures to go against uh um uh, uh, biden's new rulings i think that's going to come down to affect uh him and some of the teachings he teaches um uh younger individuals on safety for firearms and safety for um use of uh weapons uh, like bow and arrow and and um, and it's less to do with the defense. It's more around um, safety and being able to use it for uh, hunting. And um, you know they will be affected based upon these uh, new regulations that they're trying to push through with sub sub subheadings under the Second Amendment and uh, what that means for education of those things. So, um, anyways, uh, just. On the, the back end of that, that's a part of the uh, process, you know. Yeah, maybe that's a conversation for another time based upon what that means and how it affects uh, anyone with regards to fitness. Um, yeah, and uh, if this was successful... Um, thank you for listening in and thank you for, um, uh, getting past the past four, uh, that were, that sounded poorly and, uh, it's a, an opportunity and a note for me to stay on top of being consistent. <laughs>